A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. Well, meat processing continues to be a hot topic all across the state of Wisconsin and across the United States. And the Wisconsin Farmers Union actually took it upon themselves to create a meat processing task force that developed a series of webinars and panel discussions to explore the complexity of the issues and potential solutions in the meat industry. They've now compiled all of that data into a report called Meat Processing in Wisconsin, Challenges and Opportunities. And I'm joined by Lauren Langworthy, Special Projects Director for the Wisconsin Farmers Union. Now, Lauren, tell us a little bit about where the initiative came from to start this task force and kind of some of the things that they have found and put into this report. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, Well, you may or may not know this, but Wisconsin Farmers Union is a member-based organization. Every year, our members get together and determine the policy for the coming year and things that are especially important to them as as farmers and eaters in the food system as well. In the last two years, they've highlighted meat processing issues and um, as something that needs to be highlighted by our organization really worked on. So that's what brought us to developing first a task force and doing some education and a lot of conversations. And ultimately, this report. Now, obviously, many of these challenges that our meat processors are facing are not new by any means, but they're definitely still out there as challenges, as opportunities, as ways that we can find solutions to make things better. Absolutely. You know, um, more than two years ago, we were already hearing from farmers that they were having a really hard time accessing local butcheries. Um, Many of those butchers were going out of business in rural areas and uh, getting access to dates to bring animals in was getting harder. And certainly in the last two years with the coronavirus pandemic, we've seen that those issues have only been aggravated. And consumers started seeing empty shelves and hearing about big plants being shut down. And so it just became more and more serious. But uh, these issues are not new. And just like many small businesses struggling, butchers really need our help. Definitely. And now I think it's interesting that you bring up, you know, that there have been some new and different challenges that have arose during the pandemic. And obviously those haven't gone away. So what kind of things do we see as possible solutions that can help processors get through this backlog of animals or get through different challenges that they may be facing? Well, in our conversations with many of the small and mid-scale processors, we, we heard a few different things highlighted again and again and again. Um, One of those is just access to capital. Much like farming, you know, it's capital intensive to have a a processing facility. Uh, The equipment's expensive, the labor's expensive, and and they need help accessing uh, some capital in order to expand those operations or sometimes keep them going with new equipment that needs to be replaced or different things like that. Um, But there are also issues in accessing labor, making sure that we have a trained labor force that we can pay well enough to stay in the business. And then, you know, there's also just this issue of fluctuation and of demand and price that happens when we all bring our animals in at one time a year, and then there are other times when it's really slow. And in that pricing issue, there's just kind of the the really big, broad problem that we're seeing in a lot of agriculture, which is the the corporate consolidation that's really pushing down those prices and making it harder for small businesses to compete. 
Well, and I'm glad you bring up that topic, too, about labor, because I think whether you're in the agriculture industry or not, everybody's having labor issues right now. And on the meat processing side, not only are we having the issue of finding enough workers, but enough qualified workers or trained workers to work in this specialty field. Yeah, we spoke to quite a few different folks about this topic. We talked to some students who are participating in meat processing training programs. We talked to organized labor. We talked to small and mid-scale processors. And um, some of the things that we heard from people are that certainly training is is a big piece of all of this. If you're going to work in a large processing plant, you're probably going to make one cut on a very long line. Uh, If you think about kind of Ford and, and the way those big plants work where you're just doing one piece of a really large puzzle. But if you're going to work in a small shop or own your own business, you need to be able to do a lot more complex work. You need to be able to look at a hanging carcass and make some complex decisions about how to cut it best for the customer. And so that's um, that's complicated training, and it takes a lot of hands-on experience. Many small-scale processors are doing that training on the job because it's hard to get it anywhere else. But, you know, we also need to be looking at our workplaces and making sure that whether they're small or large, labor has access to good wages. They need good ergonomics and safety precautions. And often in those big plants, especially, they need the ability to organize. So when we're looking at how can we support our small and mid-scale processors, we need to make sure that they can set up their plant in a way that it's good for labor and they can retain that labor so that they don't have to keep cycling through and training new folks all the time. Now let's go ahead and talk about things, I guess, on the producer side as well. Consumers have continued to see meat prices rise in the grocery store, but farmers haven't always seen that as far as the farm gate price goes. What information have you found on that side of things? And I guess, how can we fix those problems as well? Absolutely. Yeah, when we look at the farmer's share Of every dollar spent on food, the farmer is only getting about 14 cents. So that's that's a pretty harsh reality. And when we're looking at the beef values in particular, farm beef value fell 23% since 2014, but that retail price just keeps climbing. So what we're seeing is that farmers aren't getting that dollar. Instead, it's middlemen along the way that are getting that dollar. So one of the things that Farmers Union has really been looking at is, is this consolidation issue that's driving down those prices and making it much harder for the small businesses in our neighborhoods to compete. Right now, there are just 50 plants that are slaughtering and processing over 98% of our national supply. And that's just not very good for, for farmers like us to have choices and for consumers also to have choices in figuring out where they want to spend that money and and who's getting it ultimately. You know, we touched on some challenges, some things that we see as problems within the meat industry, but what are some more of those opportunities, I guess, that we have in the meat industry to continue to improve, to continue to have some policy that supports things, uh, to support, you know, small and mid-sized processors? What kind of things have you seen as far as that? Well, you know, Wisconsin Farmers Union works both on our state level and also on the national level to try and address some of the solutions that we've been hearing about. So at a state level, uh, we've certainly been working with DATCAP and WEDIC, two organizations, government bodies that are working on uh, different grant opportunities that these small and mid-scale processors can access to maybe upgrade their facilities or or help themselves get more throughput um, and address certain bottlenecks within their own operation. We want to make sure that those stay well-funded and that people are able to access them, that the the process of applying isn't too difficult for them. 
Um, but, you know, there are other things, too. Uh, there's uh, There are a couple of bills right now about on-the-job training and apprenticeships, and we would love to see those get passed and be well-funded. Um, and then certainly when we look at the federal level, we want to make sure that we support different things like mandatory price reporting. Um, there are people looking at the Packers and Stockyard Act and trying to reform that so that we have uh, a better enforcement opportunity for these consolidation issues and making sure that farmers have the access they need. So there are a lot of exciting opportunities. We just need to make sure that we're calling the people who represent us and, and telling them it's important to us. Whether we're talking to processors, to farmers, to people who labor in the system, or people who eat uh, the consumer end, we actually saw a lot of overlap on people's concerns and people's interests in changing things. So I think there's a, a lot of positive <laughs> outlook looking ahead that, that we're all actually really in agreement. Well, a lot of different topics, even within the meat industry here in Wisconsin. Again, that was Lauren Langworthy, Special Projects Director for Wisconsin Farmers Union, discussing their task force and new report about Wisconsin meat processing. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Aaron Zimmerman.